0: Yes, why don't we give them a round of applause. I just love these guys. They're great, to. These are some of my awesome students from First Take. Great actors, great actors, taking their time out to bless people, bless you guys, so I'm super thankful for that. Now, we are in the Love and Sex series, and you might have thought, a lot of times people think, that what romance is supposed to look like is kind of like the skit, like what the teacher was doing. A lot of times we have the expectation that we should figure it out and read between the lines and and get without saying. Well, today's teaching is the opposite of that. This is going to be how to get what you want in a relationship, how to speak up. I would say a lot of times we think about what hurts relationships is by the things that we say. But a lot of what hurts and damages relationships is by what we don't say. And that's what I want to talk about because most people are not speaking up or saying a lot of what they're feeling or going through, etc. And part of it's just not, you know, there's a lot of different reasons for that. Sometimes it's fear. You know, fear about how the other person's going to react if we say anything or speak up or express our desires or wishes or the things that bother us. Sometimes it's fear of rejection that the person's going to walk away or that they won't react well to it. Um, and then sometimes it's, it's feeling like we shouldn't even ask or we shouldn't even want things. Or like the skit that, that the person that we're in a relationship with should figure it out. If they really care, they would know what I want before I even say anything. You know, I would say if you really care, you would ask for what you want and not make somebody read your mind because it's not good for, relate, for building relationships. <coughs> and so, but it's a habit that we need to get into of speaking up. So we're going to talk about the different situations that we do want to speak up about as well as how to speak up in relationships. So let's go to, and I also want you to think about this as That this is for relationships, not against them. To speak up even about hard conversations, even about difficult things or uncomfortable things, that we're fighting for closeness in relationship. That that's the reason that it's a big deal and that we want to learn to get better at this. If you're not awesome at speaking up and speaking in a way that it has a really good chance of the other person hearing you, because we're going to talk about that too, because it's not just speaking up, but it's also how we bring things up and how we dialogue about them that matters. So um, let's go to uh, James chapter four. We're going to be looking at um, some keys here. And I would say that speaking up makes you a safer, more trustworthy person. You know, a lot of times we think we're saving somebody's feelings by not saying things, but What happens is if you don't speak up, you build resentment, don't you? You know, if if you've got these things that are bothering you and you're not talking about them and you shove them down and shove it down, does that ever, like, really go away or feel better? It winds up turning almost to a poison inside of us, and a lot of times that's what destroys relationships. And a good way to think about this is do unto others. Would, how would you feel, like if you're sitting there thinking that somehow you're being more loving by not saying something to the other person, that that's what love looks like, what if somebody else was harboring things that were bothering them about you and didn't say anything? Would you prefer to hear about it or not hear about it? So a lot of times just the, the concept of how would you like to be treated in the circumstance helps with, uh, with figuring that out. But we want to get where we're really, really good at this and it takes some practice. Because if we don't speak up, there's sometimes the results, the different results. One is it can cause distance where, have you ever seen that where you don't speak up and things bother you and all of a sudden you find yourself moving away from the other person and they don't even know why. They don't even know what's going on inside as to why you're stepping back more and more. Or sometimes it, it results in blowing up. Have you ever had that happen where, you know, somebody does it to you or, that you blow up at somebody else because there's things that you haven't shared and then all of a sudden it comes out not quite in the way that you wanted it to. Um, So the first thing, I want to talk about different things we need to speak up about, and one is making requests. So, you know, this is, (laughs) think about this. How hard is it for you to ask for something that you want? To say that you would like something? Do you know what I'm saying? Think about what is it that keeps us from saying what you'd like to have? For one, sometimes we answer the question for us. We don't ask because we're gonna say they're gonna say no anyway. We say no for other people and don't even ask the question. Just assume, well if I say anything that I'm not gonna get what I want. And we interpret it as well, I'm not loved, I'm not cared about, if if this person doesn't grant my request, so part of when we make requests, we have to get in the mindset of being able to hear no. We wanna be people that are able to say no and get good at that, as well as being able to hear no from somebody else and be at peace with the fact that we aren't always going to get, even though the title of this is how to get what you want. (laughs) It was sort of a trick. Um, You can't always get everything that you want from the other person, but we can increase the possibility dramatically by asking. You know, and we're actually going to take a look um, at some scriptures on this. It says... In James chapter 4 and verse 2, it says, You lust and do not have, which is like an over-desire. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. Okay, so the first part's kind of intense. It talks about, it's basically, this is kind of the extreme version of of getting going about what you want by means that are not so honorable. Uh, and a lot of times that's the, you know, I'm telling you, most of us at at a certain time have used guilt, manipulation, all kind of all not good ways to get what we want or to try to get what we want instead of asking. Instead of asking that somehow we've shamed people, uh, you know, tried control, manipulation. So that's, it's not quite murder. But but it's saying using all these things to get what you want. um, And then it says, but you do not have because you don't ask. So asking, you just won't know until you ask. And then I want to look at another one in Matthew 7 and verse 7. It says, it's a famous verse, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Now, it's kind of interesting because even God, who knows what we want, makes us ask. You want to talk about somebody that could be a mind reader, God could be a mind reader, about what we want. But he still said, why? Why does God say, you still got to ask? Because God honors free will. It's a part of the boundaries. Next week we're going to be talking about boundaries in relationships. It's a part of honoring free will, choice, where you end and another person begins. That for God even, who knows what we want before we ask, still says we have to ask and invite him in. God doesn't overstep our boundaries. God doesn't control. So if God wants us to ask, how stupid is it like then that, that skit that somehow you should know what the other person wants without asking? You know, earlier in our marriage, it's not one of my finer moments. There's a number of those not my finer moments. I feel pretty bad about this. Um. But I used to get really frustrated that Adam didn't know already what to get me. I was just like in the skit. Like I was listening to that line in the skit about, and you'll know what gifts to get your wife that she likes. You know, it's a ridiculous thing. I used to have that expectation and get really hurt that he didn't be a mind reader and figure out what I would like to have. And I'm just like, that has nothing to do with the fact that somebody loves you or doesn't love you, that they don't know what that looks like. There's nothing wrong with telling somebody, and it's better for the relationship to speak up and say what you'd like because they're not going to know necessarily otherwise. But it's respecting. Um, You know, you ask, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Okay, we also want to speak up. So one thing that we want to get good at and think about is making requests. And there is a vulnerability in that. You know, sometimes we look at it like, you know, there's a vulnerability to say you want something and somebody gets to say no. I know a lot of times people don't do that because they think it's giving up some power to the other person. It is you owning your power to request and and honoring that they do have the power to say no. It's really being clear on boundaries of where you end and where somebody else begins because other people get to say no. Um, let's go to another uh, verse of scripture in Proverbs 19. We're going to talk about another thing that you want to speak up about is things that bother you. And there's a few things. Sometimes you can... When somebody's doing, there's different categories we're going to talk about. When somebody's doing something that bothers you and there's not a right or wrong. And I would say that this comes up probably more often than anything in relationships where there's no moral part to, what, to what's bothering us. It's just preferences. And it's important to not make preferences, like give them a moral assignment. Messiness is not a sin. You know, it's not a character flaw to be messy. You know, or everybody's got their own idea of what messy is and what messy's not, right? And there's a big, have you noticed there's a big spectrum of how people judge that? Some people are super, you know, neat and tidy about everything. Their shirts in the closet, you know, measure up to the color and, oh, the shirts go together and the pants go together and, you know, you're like, wow, I would love to live that way. Um, but I'm I'm not that person, so... Um, but everybody's got different ideas and values about that. But in a relationship, those are one of the things that you need to negotiate. You can't get everything that you want there. There has to be compromise in those things. When there's not a morality to it, then, there's, then you have to kind of work this out. And I actually want to take you... Um, uh, so you have to kind of pick your battles in this. But if this is something that you're going to hold on to, hold on to, and harbor stuff about... Then it's something that you need to dialogue about and learn to, Part of this is learning how to negotiate. Is like, what are the things? Pick your battles. You know, it, you can't it, otherwise. Like, um, you're trying to carve somebody into the model of who you want them to be, and that's just not a healthy relationship. You've got to leave room for those differences and those preferences. So let's look at um, Proverbs 19 and verse 11. It says, the discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. So there's, there's definitely things that we want to overlook as far as mistakes, you know, and, and that's a part of looking at our own shortcomings that we're going to give people grace on the small things in particular, uh, on mistakes and not make those into a federal case. Let's go to another thing that we want to learn to speak up about is when somebody's doing something that's wrong and it's hurting you and there's various degrees of that, you know, one could be being late. Being late is um, inconsiderate, you know, so that's something to speak about. Lying is kind of a much more serious thing or cheating or belittling. There's just all kinds of things where you're being hurt by somebody else's... um, behavior and you need to speak up about it, or when someone's doing something wrong where there is a, you know, kind of a right wrong, but and it's hurting them, or it's hurting somebody else that you know. So these are also things that we want to learn how to speak up about, and let's take a look at Proverbs 27 and verse 6. There's a few of these that are kind of cool that I like. I love, I love this verse. It says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, which is funny, Uh, But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. So it's basically saying a friend wounding you is better than an enemy giving you kiss in your butt. You know, sometimes people say things, and think about this in your life. Which do you prefer? Do you prefer somebody that is for you, a friend that's really in your corner and an advocate for you, speaking honestly about something that's uncomfortable, that might hurt, might wound you? I go, oh, that doesn't feel good to hear that. Like conf- confronting you about something you're off. Or, you know, the, you got people in your life that secretly they talk behind your back. They're, they're totally two faced, you know, kind of, kind of a thing. But up front, they just kiss, kiss, kiss. You know, real flattering. And then just absolutely opposite behind your back. Which, which do you prefer? It might feel good to your face for somebody to be smoochy, smoochy, you know, and acting like everything's good when it's not. But honestly, like, there's, there's, like, what you see is what you get. You want people in your life, safe people, is what you see is what you get that they measure up, that they're not two different things, that what people are saying behind your back should not be different than what they say to your face. People that are in your corner, that are for you, that are rooting for you, that you can count on what's going on inside that it's it's going on outside too. And also, you want people in your life that are willing to tell you when you're off the ball. That's a great relationship. You want that in your marriage. You want that in your friendships. You want that with people that you're dating. We're going to talk about how to do it. But you want people that are honest with you when you're not being th- at your very best, when there are places that you're, that you're falling short. I feel really grateful for the, you know, and for my friends that are willing to do that and you know I've had some really embarrassing terrible you know moments and they're just like Nancy oh yes you're right right thank you thank you take it in take it in okay we'll go to a couple more like this I love that verse um Proverbs 27 and verse 5 just go back one I should have put this the other way probably um It says, open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. It's the same idea, just a little bit different, is somebody that's open, out in the open with what is internal is better than if somebody that loves you and cares about you and doesn't say, tell you. You know, that's another thing that's actually can be really hurtful. Somebody cares for you but aren't aren't willing to say that. You know, or we talk about this a lot in the dating workshop where somebody's harboring a secret crush and they don't like a big secret, not a recipe for success, you know. Okay, let's go to uh, another one, Proverbs 9 and verse 8. (laughs) It's kind of interesting. I want to look at this. It says, do not correct a scoffer lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Now, this is interesting because there are some, it's you know, somebody that never listens to anything, you know, it's just sort of at a certain point, you know, that they don't take anything in. At a certain point, it's just like you you go, you know what, this is just not going to go anywhere. Most of us, though, quit before we know that somebody's a scoffer. We just already decide that they're going to be a scoffer. Maybe they were a scoffer at one thing. I'm telling you, that doesn't make somebody a scoffer. Do you know, if somebody just not... We're not always 100% receptive to the confrontation, and not, and it's okay if somebody, like, you confront somebody and they don't take it in right away, but they think and meditate on it. That's still good, you know. We still, if that's where you're at, it's still a good thing because that you that you talk to somebody and, and maybe at first they're defensive, but then they kind of sit on it for a little while and go, oh, you know what? You're probably right, you know, and make the change. So this is not, you know, it's just. Yeah, so, so don't, don't quit too soon on people for that. But it says, if you rebuke a wise man, he will love you. And so part of why we want to speak up about difficult things is because we want to give, we're fighting for the relationship, we're fighting for truthful, honest relationships. You're doing it for that person and out of love. We're going to talk about, about that. And, and the kind of people you want in your life are the people that can take it in, you know, that are willing to... Uh, To hear feedback, okay? Um, I want to take a look at uh, Ephesians 4. This is the recipe. We're going to talk about really specific things on how to speak up. But this is the way that you want to think as far as the underlying recipe. In Ephesians 4 and verse 15, it says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. So the formula of everything that we speak, no matter what, I don't care who this is to, is truth and love. You can love your enemy. The Bible says to love our enemies. People that are awful, you can have love but speak truthfully. You can be for that person and speak truthfully. doesn't help to have a hard, bitter, angry, hateful heart, you know, towards other people no matter what. But the formula is being truth and love. What that means is you, what what's going on inside measures up with what you're saying outside. That, there's, that they're not a split between the two. But that how we speak it is with the intention of love and being for that person. There's not, we're going to look, well, we'll look at some other, I'm getting ahead of myself. But think about it as like a win-win instead of win-lose. When you're talking, there's a confrontation that you're on the same side. You know, God is on everybody's side, you know, when you get into like a con- like a difficulty with somebody that's awful to you, he's on their side too. He's fighting for them to change. He's fi- he wants them to change their heart and their behavior. He's on everybody's side. We can be that too. We can follow in the way that God is and be on everybody's side. And some, it doesn't mean advocating bad behavior. It is being in a place that you're honestly lovingly speaking up to somebody to give them the opportunity to change. Unless you say something, there's no opportunity. People don't even know sometimes that they're they're screwing up or way off base, or if they don't hear about it. It's called tacit agreement. When somebody does something not good and you don't say anything, it implies if you're aware of it and don't say anything, it implies you're okay with that behavior. Tacit agreement. Okay. Um, So so that's how we want to be thinking. Matthew 18 and verse 15. This is another how to speak up. It says in verse 15, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Just the two of you. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. If he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth or two or three witnesses, every word may be established. If he refuses to hear them tell it to the church. If he refuses to hear even the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So Here's a few things here. If you have a problem with somebody, you tell them, not your friends. That's gossip. It's destructive. It's hurtful. You should not be telling anybody something bad about another person that you haven't said to their face first. You know, and so that they know if there's an issue. You can ask one person, godly counsel, if you, somebody that's a counselor, somebody that's a wise advisor on how to speak if you seriously don't know how to talk to the person, but talk to that person. Doesn't that build trust? Isn't, aren't those the people that you trust and that are safe? You know, if you hear somebody talking to somebody, like, ask them, have you told them yet? Well, I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me something you haven't told somebody unless you're asking for help you know, on how to word it, and then you speak up to that person. So you go to that person, and it says if they hear you, you've gotten closer. The relationship is even better and closer and more amazing if that person is open-hearted to hear you. you have, it's for the relationship. And then it says if they're not hearing you, then there's an option where you get other people to help. You can bring, that's where counselors come in. You know, somebody's not hearing you. You give in a relationship, um, counselors are great. Honestly, most of the time for, for married people in particular, you need to be using a counselor at a certain point. You need other people to be in there and helping. You know, a lot of times when things get really, even in friendships sometimes, when things get really heated or emotional and you can't, the person is not open to talking about it, You fight for saying, well, maybe let's talk to somebody else. We're really emotional. Things are really hot. We can't resolve things. We can't see eye to eye in this. You know, I I really want to be close to you. You know, let's get some help in that. Uh, And then it talks about, like, basically, if somebody's so stubborn and and will not change and is really set, then, you know, the Bible just says that's just then It's, like, not the (laughs) relationship. You treat them like a heathen, meaning it's like you're not going to be BFFs, you know? It's like, seriously, it's just somebody that you're going to have maybe a different relationship with that's limited. You know, unless somebody's dangerous, you don't need to walk away from a relationship. Unless somebody's, like, sometimes in a romantic relationship where it's too hard for you to step away from a really bad, romantic, toxic relationship of somebody you're dating, sometimes you do need to have some distance there. But generally, as far as friendships go, we want to be fighting for the relationship. So it's just sort of like you treat them like a heathen, meaning you can't be that close, you can't have a spiritual relationship, it doesn't have the depth, maybe, you know, so maybe say hi at parties or something or Facebook message people. Okay, that's, we're Facebook friends now, you know, or nice to each other in person uh, kind of a thing. So let's go to another one in uh, Proverbs 15 and verse 1. This is another key to how to speak to somebody Uh, as far as difficult conversations go, it says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. Wow, it's a tongue twister. So, you know, if you have never spoken to somebody about something that is bothering you, you definitely want to start off soft. Keep your heart soft. Keep your speech soft. That it's loving, again, with a lot of love and a lot of humility. And that you don't need to speak up or escalate the way that you're speaking unless somebody is not hearing, not hearing. And sometimes then, you know, you can kind of get their attention a little bit more. But generally speaking, if you're going to talk about something, a soft answer turns away wrath. It, it, it brings down the walls. A lot of times we always think if we're bothered by something, we got to get really up in somebody's face and be all confrontational. And it's a protection thing. It's guarding our own hearts. You know, there's no reason why we can't speak in in a soft way to somebody um, when there's an offense. Let's go to uh, Galatians 6. Oh, another one, we talked about this last week, is you always own your part. If there's any part, even if they had the greater sin, let's say. If there's a part that you can own, you always go that there and own what you can own. Even if there's a piece, I'm really sorry I didn't bring a, this up to you sooner. You know, I feel, I feel sad. I, I let, you know, that was my fault and I should have. I should have talked to you about this before, you know, it got to this place. Whatever it could be that you could own. <coughs> um, Another one in Galatians 6 and verse 1, it says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. So this is, um, I love this because what doesn't work when you're, in a con- when, when you're talking about hard things is looking at yourself as the righteous one. I'm not saying that the other person could be all wrong. Quite frankly, there are times where the other person is completely wrong. But when you take a self-righteous or arrogant or superior posture, it's not for the relationship. Because even if you have no wrong here, it still says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So there's all places that we have fallen short. So we want our hearts to have humility. A lot of times, again, it's an emotional protection where we think that if we have a confrontation that we take the, that we look at ourselves in, I'm the righteous one. I'm, I'm you know, you're bad, you know, that kind of thing. And, and so we want to, it says, if we're going to talk to anybody about a trespass, it says, if we're spiritual, that we want to, the, you know, that's a challenge. If you're spiritual, Restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. And that's looking at yourself and your own shortcomings, lest you be tempted by pride, arrogance, superiority, all kinds of things that don't set this up for success. Another thing, too, is we don't want to, and I meant to mention this earlier, but if somebody's doing something we want to make sure that we're not reading intentions into it. You don't know another person's heart. You know, you just don't. Like, if somebody's doing something, don't assume that. Sometimes we, we think, oh, they're doing that because they don't care about us, they hurt, you know, they want to hurt us, they want to disregard me, blah, blah, blah. If they really cared, then blah, blah, blah. So not assuming what somebody's intentions are behind that, but giving people the benefit of the doubt and asking you know, it's okay to ask, like, did you do this, you know, or why did you do this? I'm a little confused, you know. It looks like you were trying to be hurtful, or, you know, I felt really misunderstood. It felt like you didn't care about me. Why did you do this? You know, and believe somebody if they say, you know, what their motives were. You know, it's just like you've got no reason to, to think that somebody's got ill motives. You just can't know as far as what somebody's heart is in it. So, um, So anyway, so I want to kind of give you a couple practical things as as we uh, close this out. For one, if you're going to say something hard to somebody, it helps sometimes to just say that the reason you're even having the conversation is because you love them very much, that they matter very much to you, and because you want to be close. Like, I want to have a better relationship with you. Sometimes it could be, I'm feeling really distant, but I want to be closer because you are really important to me. You know, I want to have a better relationship. So that just sets it up where, for one, you're helping people to tear down the guards on their heart, even when it's really emotional. It's something that, um, you know, when we uh, have conflict where it's kind of emotional, you know, if I can just just say, I really love you, and I don't like that we're not close. Like, I really, you know, like you, I love you so much, and I don't like that we're not close right now. You know, how can we fix this? You know, uh, kind of a thing. Just have your heart be open. Um, you can also talk about why it's hard for you to talk about it or why you're afraid. I'm afraid. I don't want to hurt you. I, you know, I don't want to shake things up. I want our, us to be closer. Um, also, making requests. Getting in the habit of asking for what you like and not doing any mind reading. Boundaries. Um, to accept a no and to prep. You know what helps me, too, is to... Um, It helps me to sort of prepare for a conversation, gives me a lot of peace. If I go into a conversation where I can't hear the no, where I have to, like, it just sets it up, you know, not so well, where I just go in and say, well, I'm gonna ask, and maybe they'll say no, but hey, you know, uh, just get my heart prepared for that person can do whatever they want to do. That's just the reality, it's life, and I want to respect that. I want to respect other people's choices. Um, A lot of times the reason that we even avoid asking is that we like to hold on to the hope that we'll get our way. It's better to, if you're not going to get your way, it's better to grieve the loss and move on. You know, if you're going to hear the no, hear it sooner than later. Um, Otherwise, you know, it just sets up all kinds of um, rough stuff. Also focus on your feelings about the situation and not your judgments to not put yourself in relationship. Don't put yourself in the judge position, you know. Um... Uh, Don't jump to conclusions and ask about intentions. Maybe somebody doesn't know what they're doing is hurtful. So I want to, just in review, the reality is in speaking up is people can leave. And you need to understand that speaking up could make people leave. But at least you know you're fighting for the relationship and to try and resolve things. You're not the one running away. You're creating the opportunity for there to be relationship. And even Jesus had people walk away all the time. And it's not like he was, like, making mistakes in his relationships. You know, he was fighting for relationships, and yet sp- people still walked away because he did speak up a lot. He spoke the truth in love a lot. <clears throat> it's important to speak up because it brings us close, closer in relationships. It's for the relationship. It's inviting closeness. Um, and you doing that makes you a better and safer person in yourself like you know think about that you you being the kind of person that would be trustworthy how much more do you trust people that what you see is what you get you know that you know that um, that there's not hidden resentments or or anything else but you want to practice this stuff if you really have not been speaking up practice in relationships that you're not that aren't super scary where somebody's not going to be rageful or blow up at you or what have you Practice until you get good at speaking up. Practice with people, especially if this is new to you, of people that will hear your no and have that be okay. You know. So how to get what you want from other people? You gotta ask. You know, you can't keep it a secret. You can't have people in your relationship read minds and have that turn out okay in spite of the teacher that's teaching our romance class. it's a skit people it was just a skit (laughs) other people yeah yeah you tell them that's what no (laughs) Um, next week we're going to be talking about boundaries in relationship because I think that that's a big one on understanding and special treat we've got Adam and Alberto are going to be teaching next week uh, on boundaries whoop whoop okay cool so on our love and sex series let me close in prayer Heavenly Father thank you so much Um, that you created romance. You are the ultimate romantic, and relationships can be amazing and wonderful with you. Our friendships can be better. Our romantic relationships can be better, God. Help us to be integrated people where what you see is what you get. Help us to be loving and not fearful, that, that we know that when we do speak up, that you are with us, that you're fighting for us, you're fighting for the other person, you're on both sides, that, God, you think win-win. Help us think win-win, not win-lose in our confrontations with people, that you are on everybody's side, and we want to be on everybody's side too. So we want to be able to speak up and invite closeness, God. So help us to be courageous in this. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.